Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You heard how uh, warm and nice weather is going to be this week, starting today in the 80s, going to get to the 90s, could see some record-setting highs. I think that once... Chamber of Commerce days. Once again, we've warned you, we've reminded you, we've cajoled you, we should do it again. As hot as it's going to be, you're going to want to cool off. The way to not cool off is by going into the Boise River. Do not float the Boise River. Do not jump in and try to swim the Boise River. Do not kayak the Boise River. Do not get an inner tube and say, oh, I can float down here. Do not try to contact the Boise River. One of the things that has changed this year is the... Basically, if you get found missing, you will be charged if you have to be rescued. Yeah. You get a, you get to pay for that for the first time ever. So keep that in mind. And I, I, I bring this up because, once again, another person this week decided that they wanted to try and float on an inner tube down the river, mm-hmm. had to be rescued, found clinging to a tree. Yeah. When we tell people not to do it, there's always going to be somebody in the crowd who considers that a challenge. We've already lost the life of one person. Yeah. Uh, over a month ago. Found that the body finally. body was finally found Tuesday. The fire dive rescue team was conducting training on the river, and in the place that they were conducting training, that's where they recovered the body around 6 p.m. Now, it's, yeah. they haven't confirmed it as of yet and we don't know who it is because they have to number one if a body's been missing in the water for that long it's probably going to be unrecognizable right and then they have to identify the next but at least around here chances are if we're missing one person and they find one body that's Mm -hmm. going to be who it is yeah so good chance that that is who the person is we don't know who it is because they're going to have to uh Identify the next of kin first before that they make that announcement. But once again, you're going to see really warm temperatures coming up this weekend. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I don't hold out high hopes that we're not going to have a story coming up here on Monday when we come back to work <sighs> saying, hey, another person, idiot, tried to float down the river and had to be rescued again. I mean, um, we've, we've seen, what is this, third or fourth mm-hmm. already that has happened the, the this year? Third that I can think of, yeah. Uh, the the river flow, by the way, is running at about fifty five hundred to six thousand square feet per second. You guys said it would be dangerous, and I just came out here to prove you right, and I did. And the water is very, very cold. You, you only be, have to be, be in there for a few minutes before hypothermia sets in yeah, and makes it so that you basically can't move it. That was what happened with the uh, person that they rescued, who was floating on the inner tube. Yeah, they were clinging to a tree and couldn't had, move. Yeah, just. Couldn't move, couldn't swim anymore, and just were clinging for their life. If they hadn't uh, had found him when they did, probably would be reporting on another death. So just don't do it. Unless, of course, you're really rich and you don't care and can afford to make the payment to, you know, have the fire department rescue you. Um, then, you know, feel free. Yeah. No, I'm, unless, I'm kidding, Unless you way. have absolutely no consideration whatsoever for anyone but yourself, and you know who you are. Keep in mind... These fire department pe- personnel and rescue personnel, they're putting their lives on the line when they have to rescue you also. Also, uh, another thing we'll be talking about today, do we have uh, a state 
college that is about to become the largest college in the state, overtaking Boise State University. University of Idaho, later today, could be adding 85,000 students. 85,000? 85,000 students. State Board of Education will consider later today a deal for the University of Idaho to buy the University of Phoenix for the low, 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 low price deal of $550 million. So, the online university. The online university. So, they don't have to actually live in Moscow. No. Okay. Well, that'll probably make, you know, logistically, it'll make it easier. If you don't think that uh, college is big business, (laughs) you have... 85,000 students. I don't think state colleges are necessarily supposed to be big business. Five. This is a state college paying $550 million yeah. to, to, to buy a university. Get it out that of sounds pe- like big, big business to me. Did they take it out of petty cash? I think so. I, I think it was the university president right out of his pocket is, is yeah. what they're going to do. Let me just cut you a check and I'll get paid later. Now, this isn't hasn't been approved as of yet. So the state board has to... Basically, in a meeting, hear the presentation and decide if they want to allow the University wonder, of Idaho to be able to buy Phoenix University. Well, what would be the advantage for the state of Idaho to own the University of Phoenix? Money. And would they change the name of it to the University of Idaho Online or something? That I don't know, because the University of Idaho already has an online university. Mm. And they have said as part of this, this would not change the online university as it currently operates in the at least near term, University of Phoenix and University of Idaho Online would operate in the same manner and would be separate entities. Now, down the road, you would think that that would change, and probably you would see both of them combined, don't you think? Yeah. I, that, I, I mean, that's what they, I think, yeah. Why wouldn't they just try to do that as soon as possible? I think they want to just find out whether or not they're going to be allowed to do it before they go forward with any plans, I think. Because it's a waste of time. If, if the state board says, um, no, this is way too much money and the way you're going to pay for this If they is, ask the same question I did, way, with, what's the advantage to us? To, to you and I? Probably nothing. Yeah. I can't come up with an advantage. Are you a vandal? Did you graduate from the University of Idaho? What do you think about this? 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Do you think this is a good idea or is it a bad idea? Or do you even care? State Board of Education special board meeting will be at 1 o'clock today, so we should know by tomorrow. Also, uh, good news, saving money for state taxpayers. Oh, good. Brian Kohlberger, you saw that yesterday. Was it an accident? Uh, No. Oh. I I don't think he accidentally killed, stabbed four people. Oh, him. A grand jury yesterday said that there is enough evidence to go ahead with the trial, which saves the state of Idaho money because now they don't have to have a trial next month to try and figure out if they should officially bring charges against Brian Colbert. Yeah. So it saves money in that aspect. However, it could save even more money in the long run, although... I don't know what you think, but I don't, uh, I, would, I don't think he's going to plead guilty when it comes time for him to I, uh, come in the court. would like them to get it right, but I would also like it to go as, as uh, quickly as possible. Well, and, I mean, they could still meet, and he could plead guilty. I mean, that's the next step. He, he has, I believe, uh, I, I think it's also next month that he will be back in court to officially plead. 
whether guilty or not guilty. I don't think he's going to plead guilty and save us a lot of money in a court case, but he could. I guess he could. I mean, if you've killed four people, assuming he killed four people. Allegedly. Uh, you would plead guilty then, I guess, to take the death penalty out of the equation? Might be. Yeah, that could be a possibility because mm-hmm. we, he- we haven't heard yet whether the I state don't, will I seek don't the think, death penalty. I there. don't think you're going to get much more consideration than that. Yeah, I don't either. I do not think that either. And that well, could, he admitted that could to it, so things. we gave him five yeah. years per person. No, and considering, what is he, like 24, 25 years uh, old? He's like 28, I think. You know, you'd, you'd take the death penalty off. Maybe he could be up for parole in 30, 40 years. Yeah. Who knows? Or it could be that he never gets out. Um, we don't know what the penalties would be. And uh, one other thing that we'll talk about this morning, Lori Vallow, her uh, days in court are not done after she no, has she, she gets more to travel murder now. conspiracy charges against yeah. her. She gets to do a little traveling. Yeah. So we'll talk about that and more. Phone lines are open. Like I said, I want to hear from you if you are a, an Idaho vandal. Maybe you're a graduate. Maybe you're going there now. You think this is a good idea? University of Phoenix? Adding that many people to their... It's an online school as of right now. 100% online, so it's not like you would yeah. be trying to find 85,000. <laughs> Moscow's going to grow by 85,000 people. <laughs> Virtual people, but people all the same. Let's get a uh, check on what's going on with sports as we get underway for your Thursday morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Kuna. Definitely the place to go. You want to get your day started off right. Get in for uh, some great coffee, hip drips, any type of uh, drink that they have you can get through their coffee drive through opens up at the same time as the restaurant seven o'clock every morning the advantage is you don't have to get out of your car last night game one of the eastern conference finals with the boston celtics taking on the miami heat and sometimes the analytics don't add up those that put those numbers out say that the boston celtics were a huge favorite to win the series and game one but guess what that's why they play the game, right? Butler, jab, step, now drives, gets into the lane. Butler, pump fake, leans in, double, kick out, right corner. Martin puts it up from there and knocks down the three. With 2.05 to go, a huge triple by Martin. But the Miami Heat were going to need Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Bam, eyeing the basket, facing up on Horford. Jab, step, now drives into the paint. Looking for a turnaround jumper, it's not there. Kick out to Butler at the midcourt line. Timer at three. Butler on the right side has to put it up, does. Around and down! A dagger three by Butler to push the lead to ten with a minute to go. That was a call on ESPN Radio last night. Jimmy Butler hitting that three-point shot to put the Miami Heat in the driver's seat. Game one goes to the Heat, 123-116 to over the Boston Celtics. Tonight, they'll go back to the Western Conference Finals. The Los Angeles Lakers again in Denver taking on the Nuggets. The Nuggets lead that series one game to nothing. Tip-off time tonight is at 6.30 p.m. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Steptoe and Johnson attorney Michael Bromwich said the investigation into racism in the Boise Police Department found that many officers were surprised to find out about former Captain Matthew Bringelson's white supremacist views. Boise Mayor Lauren McLean announced the investigation by Steptoe and Johnson last November after news came to light that Bringelson participated in a white nationalist conference. The Idaho Press reports Boise approved a $500,000 budget for the investigation. During Tuesday's Boise City Council meeting, the details of the investigation 
investigation were unveiled for the first time. Bromwich made several recommendations, including a continuing focus on minority hiring. The city council voted 5-1 to one later on Tuesday to approve an additional $150,000 for the investigation from the mayor's office discretionary administrative budget. McLean said this will be the final extension. Mm, so that's it. $650,000 is what we paid for this. We talked extensively, played some snippets yesterday from the presentation from Steptoe and Johnson and yeah. took your phone calls. A lot of emails came in well, a lot uh, of that, that we weren't able to that, get to yesterday. A lot of that presentation basically just said, well, we didn't completely finish, but here's what we found, kind of. <laughs> and, and what we didn't. Fine. Yeah. Kind of. Um, Robin writes in, uh, Mike, listening to the snippets from the lawyer's findings on the ex-police officer, what I'm hearing is a big fat nothing burger. He has to show something. So he says all the negative things he heard about him being lazy, lazy, lazy. The small but significant phrase regarding people who may have experienced racism means what? What a huge waste of money. I am ashamed of our city going out of town to hire this clown and listen to him talk down to us for two hours. You think he was talking down to us? That's what she said. Well, it it felt like it in the part where he was answering, why are you so expensive? Yeah. Like, you people don't understand how expensive this mm-hmm. really is. You're right. I am very expensive, and you yes. don't understand. I did this for half what I would normally charge other people. So should we feel lucky that he did it for half? I wonder what his hourly charge is. I mean, because here in Idaho, if you hear that a lawyer charges $250, $300 an hour, that sounds like a lot, right? And that's an expensive lawyer in Idaho. It sounds like he charges way more than that. Mm. Even even in giving us the half price deal that it's way more than that. Another email at Mike at KBY.com. I lived in Boise back when Bromwich thinks we should have hired more blacks in our police force. My senior class was a class of six hundred to seven hundred people. Memory serves me correct, we had two blacks attending classes in that class they were busy working towards being doctors and lawyers here in town which they do now who is the crafty lawyer that built half a million from our racist mayor the survey was brought in under the guise of rooting out racism but it seems that the lasting result maybe it helps to promote it I, I don't know what you mean by that how how is how is this investigation going to promote more racism I don't, I don't agree well, with that. Well, you, you know, we get we get calls from those people all the time that think that racism is caused by people who mention racism. Probably. Maybe other, than that, means. other than that, if you didn't bring it up, it wouldn't exist. Text message says, uh, it should be no surprise that Boise Police Department captain was racist. Half of Idaho is racist. Remember Nick Fuentes? We also have a presidential candidate who is racist, and more than half of our great state will vote for him. If you vote for a racist, you are a racist. That's from Joe. Joe, I do not believe that half the state is going to vote for Joe Biden. But that's just my opinion. Maybe half the state will vote for Joe Biden. We'll have to wait and see. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Congratulations going out to Ryan Dooley. Our first winner this morning, one of many coming your way, by the way. Ryan is going to be headed to the Idaho Steelheads game. Toledo, Walleye, the Battle of the Fish going on. Division finals of the ECHL as the Idaho Steelheads try to continue their amazing season, record-setting season. Ryan should run for office. I think it would be fun to have a headline that said, (laughs) duly elected. Duly elected uh, Ryan Doolittle does little. 
It would be kind of funny for that headline. Uh, Keep listening. We'll have more chances for you to win. If you want to lock in your speed dial, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We will also, uh, if you don't win this morning, like I said, we'll have more chances for you throughout this morning. And then we will have, I believe, four pair of tickets that we will give away live on location coming up tomorrow morning at Star Country Cafe. So if you're looking for an excuse, a reason, to get out of bed early and join us for breakfast tomorrow morning if it's not just enough that you know chris and i get a chance to meet you we've got luke combs concert tickets coming your way tomorrow morning and we will have four pair of tickets to the first game of the echl division finals with toledo and idaho steelheads going on saturday night so there's more reasons plus the food of course oh, yeah. is uh, granted another reason man I, I looked at the menu finally yesterday as we always do before we head out, so we know what we want before we get there. Yeah, this is your quintessential cafe. I was looking for anything that you know might jump out as like unusual. Yeah, unusual from you know because almost every place has something unusual. Yeah, this is just it's you know a, meat and potatoes. Yeah, it's a bacon and egg kind of place. Yep. yep. So um, I'm looking what I was going to order with my side of bacon uh, tomorrow morning, and I, I think I've got it locked in. But we want to see you. We'll be talking with Normally, the mayor. with your side of bacon, you get a side of bacon. I, I did get a side of bacon last week with a side of bacon. I admit it. Mm-hmm. I admit it. I'm a bacon lover. So good. Uh, we'll give you a chance tomorrow morning to do all that winning. Hometown Breakfast is brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We're in Star. Star Country Cafe. Um, easy for you to find. It's right there on State Street. Just follow it in and uh, then roll down your window and you can probably smell the deliciousness of the place. Well, also, for the first time, uh, we've never had a chance to talk to the mayor of Star. He's going to be stopping by to talk to us tomorrow morning just after 7 o'clock. Talk about the growth and why everybody wants to come to Star. They've announced uh, a new development. Over a thousand homes and, of course, the most important thing on that development will be a new golf course. We'll talk about how soon that will be happening and uh, how much more growth is expected in the Star area coming up tomorrow morning. Once again, that's with the uh, Mayor of Star as part of our hometown breakfast. Right now, time for speaking of breakfast, another check on what's going on with sports brought to you by one of the top breakfast locations in the Treasure Valley, definitely top breakfast location in CUNA, and that is Pork Belly. Get in today for breakfast. They're opening up in 15 minutes. How about those Seattle Mariners last night taking on the Boston Red Sox? Turns out the Red Sox, they hit pretty well. Pitch home. Swing a little blooper in the center field. The base hit. Here comes Turner rounding third. He's held there, but he runs through the stop sign. Here's the throw to the plate, and he's safe. one nothing Red Sox. That was just the first run of the game. They would get more. Gonzalez checks the runner, deals home, and it's swung on, driven deep to left field, high, back by the wall, and go on, he lined it right through the wind, a two-run homer for Justin Turner, and the Red Sox have a 5-0 lead. That was the call last night on WEEI, Justin Turner, a good acquisition for the Red Sox, as it turns out, that home run got things going again in the second inning, and the Red Sox went on to beat the Mariners by a score of 12-3. What else happened in baseball? How about the New York Mets? They got a game winner out of Pete Alonso. Fairbanks holds the set in the 0-1. Swing and a high fly. Deep left field. Pete Alonso has won the game. It's a three-run walk-off home run. Eight 
6-7, New York. That was a pretty big win for the Mets last night. They, by the way, have not even played 500 balls so far this year, despite all the money they spent in the offseason. They're 21-23, and 23, six and a half games out of first place. That's in the National League East, where the Braves are 27-16 and 16 in first place, followed by the Miami Marlins that are 22-21. and 21. I'm Rick Worthington. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently at downtown Boise, off to a warm start. 58 degrees once again. Coming up this morning, uh, we've got another chance for you to win some free food. Bonefish Grill, $50 gift certificate could be yours with a Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Coming up after 8 o'clock, all you have to do is uh, answer this question. Where was the first ever NBA game held? Just need the city. Where was the first official NBA game held? We won't accept. On a basketball court. (laughs) Yes. Be listening in at 820 for your chance to get that $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. If you can answer the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Yesterday we had an impossible question nobody answered. Also on the way next hour, stick around. Another pair of Idaho Steelhead tickets coming up. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The votes have been counted and the levy failed to reach the threshold of votes needed in the West Ada School District. Only 43% of voters were in favor of that levy, with 57% against. The West Ada School District levy needed 55% of voters to be in favor to pass, and it will not be funded. The levy, which was intended to help with building and maintenance costs for the school district, would have begun in July and then funded each year in the amount of up to $50 million over 10 years through fiscal year 2033. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. Those numbers are important to remember because we have uh, some winning still to do this morning. I already gave away one pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelhead Saturday night. Another pair coming up sometime before 8 o'clock this morning. Sometime this hour, you're going to have a chance to win. You can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, somebody had uh, written in a text message, says, do you guys know yet what was the voter percentage turnout for the West Ada School vote? You haven't talked about it. The That's turnout? From Ronnie, yeah. I did do a check, and surprisingly, it's a little better than I thought it was going to be. I thought, you know, based on past results, probably wouldn't have been a big percentage, and it's still not a big percentage. I mean, it's it's a low percentage. But out of 152,210 registered voters, 27,949 cast votes in the West so Ada School District. 17, 18%? 18.4%. Which isn't good. Better than a lot of, uh, you know, uh, yeah. non-presidential year elections. I, I was going to say the same thing. It, it's it's not bad. I, I thought that it might be around 11, 12%. But this, this is what May I, of an odd I, number of years. Yeah, you're not ever going to get record yeah. numbers. And, and, it's, and it's a May election, which you don't get a lot of people turning out for, you know, usually anyway. But I think that there was, you know, just based on the number of phone calls and emails that we got here at KBOI talking for. And against it, no, the fact people, that it was five hundred million dollars. People who were passionate on on both sides, but apparently more on the no side. 
Yeah, uh, official numbers, all, all the precincts, it's now confirmed. The uh, official numbers, by the way, 16,016 voted against, 11,853 voted in favor, so it ended up failing 57.5% to 42.5%. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was quite a ways uh, away. They needed to pass. It needed 55% to uh, pass, so it's it was quite a ways away. And like I said, my opinion on this, and I don't have a dog in this fight, you and I, neither one of us lived in the West Ada district, right? No, we don't. I think that the problem was a lot of people agree, probably, especially the people that live there and have kids in the schools and see the schools, the shape that a lot of the schools are in, and the fact that it is growing so quickly that there's overcrowding going into schools, and they need some new schools, some new elementary schools, some new high schools. I think there are a lot of people that can agree on that. But I think it all came down to you've had people who have wanted to see their property taxes go down for years, if not decades. And we finally got that from the Idaho legislature this year. And even though they may think, hey, we need all this stuff, I don't want to give up my first year of my $500 that I'm probably going to get in my property tax and give it all right back to property taxes. I I think that's where a lot of people land. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, do you want to call us and tell me I'm yeah. wrong? Do you want us to do this? Yes. Do you want us to raise taxes to do it? No. Came uh, down to that, I think. Yeah, I, I think, and the fact that it—I mean, it is—it's the the largest ask in the uh, history of Idaho for spending on a school levy half a half a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does, doesn't half it? Half a billion here, <laughs> half a billion there. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you uh, want to get in and take part in the show today, please uh, do so. Another uh, local story um, that we're kind of following. I, I don't know if you've seen how much. And I was raised on a farm who had horses. And I absolutely, horse is probably my favorite animal. So this hits me and means a lot more to me. Um, you saw the story out of Parma. Oh, yeah, somebody shot a horse. Yeah, a six-year-old horse, just minding its own business in its pasture. The horse was eventually going to uh, end up being given to the owner's grandson as a gift. And some idiot, some horrible human being, decided that they were just going to go out one morning around 6 a.m. and shoot the horse nine times. Yeah, killed it. Said it was uh, shot around the area. The owner uh, said it was shot around the heart area. And uh, it was about a coffee cup size grouping of shots. So all nine shots hit in an area the size of a coffee cup. So um, probably not from very far away. Not from very far away. And the owner also said they probably knew what the hell they were doing when it comes to shooting a gun. All right. So why? Yeah. I, it's, this just makes no no sense to me. Why? For the sport of it? I hope they catch this guy. Yeah, me too. Canyon County Sheriff Kieran Donahue uh, has sent investigators out to the scene, said the nature of the crime is going to be difficult uh, because there's low likelihood of security cameras or eyewitnesses in those rural areas. And the fact that this took place sometime, they think, between 530 and 6 in the morning. 
one of the uh, neighbors of the uh, owner of the horse does have security footage loaded onto a thumb drive and uh, are going to be giving that or probably have already given that to police so that they can investigate. Man, I hope there is something on that. Local uh, business owner Jake Blake has also offered a $1,000 reward for anyone who offers information leading to the arrest and conviction. Depending on how the horse was killed, multiple charges are possible, according to Donahue, animal cruelty, misdemeanor in Idaho. However, a suspect could also be charged with firing their gun from the road. Mm -hmm. Although a horse is not something you would hunt. I would charge him with some something having illegal to do with hunting. Hunt, yeah, illegal hunting. Make sure that that person never gets to go hunting for the rest of their life. Or probably uh, has gun privileges. The other uh, thing that really worrisome about this, I mean, if, you, if you're going to go and shoot an animal like this nine times, what type of human being are you and what are you doing to people? Uh, sadistic moronic yeah a lot of adjectives come to mind anyway thanks uh, to jake blake that uh, owner for putting up the one thousand dollar reward i hope they do find this. this is a story we're following along and like i said i love horses um i grew up had my or my family still has like 20 30 horses they break horses it's one of my favorite animals uh, i just hope that they they find this person and this person gets some sort of uh, punishment. KBY News Time, 715. Phone lines are open, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for a check on sports brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open. Open, open, open. Get in for breakfast. If you don't have time for breakfast, but you want to start off with a hot cup of coffee, uh, hip drips available in their drive through Get out to Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. Now, this one is for Mike because we're talking about golf. The PGA Championship gets going today, and there are some predictions and some odds on some of the biggest names that are in golf and who could possibly win the tournament this weekend. John Rahm, no surprise there. Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day, uh, let's see, Rory McElroy, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Matt Fitzpatrick, Cameron Young, Tony Finau, they're all on the top odds. If you're going to go to Vegas and put some money on something, Maybe this is one that you want to think about. But again, the PGA Championship getting underway today. It's all over CBS. It's also all over ESPN. If you're wanting to watch, shouldn't be too hard to pull down some golf today. Other things going on in sports. How about the Eastern Conference Finals last night? The Miami Heat actually defeated the Boston Celtics, who were huge favorites. 123-116 to was the final in that one. That sets up Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals tonight. It'll be the Lakers in Denver taking on the Nuggets. Mariners fans are also not very happy today because, yes, yeah, Seattle dropped another one, this time to Boston. Final score 12-3 to last night. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Good day yesterday for stocks across the board. Not so much today as far as the futures. Dow is down uh, almost 100 points ahead of the opening here in just about seven minutes. Nick Daniels with us once again. Talk about uh, your money. And uh, we had talked earlier this week that it looked like maybe the Fed might pause interest rate hikes. But uh, Dallas Federal Reserve President made a statement yesterday that uh, maybe that might not be happening anytime soon. 
pretty interesting. Uh, so Lori Logan, she's the Dallas Fed president. She came out and said that uh, current data points don't justify pausing rate rate hikes yet. Which really, you know, like cue the uh, trombones, the wow, wow, wow sound, <laughs> because everyone is is ready for this to be over with, right? I mean, it's affecting mortgage rates. It's affecting housing affordability. I mean, how many articles and how many times have we talked about like the cost of a home now, just as far as your monthly payments is up anywhere between five to $700 from where it was a year or two years ago, just on your interest portion alone. So obviously it's not very exciting. We see that reflected in the futures markets right now. So there is, currently the analysts are saying there's about a 26% chance that in June, the Fed will raise rates again by another quarter of a percent or 25 basis points. To me, this is like going on a road trip with your wife and she says, hey, I need to use the restroom. But you're like, hey, you know, like how bad can I pass this exit? Can I pass the next exit? Like <laughs> oh how gosh, far can we go? you've been in the car go? with me before. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, hey, why don't I just take the first exit, make sure my wife is happy, and then we'll resume the journey. And I think the Fed would be uh, wise to just take an exit, pause for a little while, regroup, and then reassess, you know? Yeah. I, I know it's 2020 hindsight, but I wish that they would have just ripped the Band-Aid off a year and a half ago, and we wouldn't be having to sit here like this and just said, hey, look, instead of doing a half point or a quarter of a point, let's do one full point and then, yeah. and then reassess. And instead, we're just sitting there going, well, it doesn't look good, still doesn't look good, still doesn't look good. And here we are going, what's, what's going to be happening? And, and you, uh, along with everybody else, knows that the market hates uncertainty, and that's still what it uh, looks like we have. We also had a report this morning that uh, it looks like uh, jobs are still stronger um, than what is expected. And I know that sounds like th that should be good news. However, if they want to slow the economy down, that is one of the things, right, that has to be slowing down too before that they can start to lower interest rates. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, one of the things that I question in all of this is just the data points that they're looking at, Are they? do they actually apply to 2023 and where we are today? You know, I mean, like, because they're using data points that have, have worked well in the past, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2000s. But but the playing field's a little bit different today. The demographics are different today. The the global connectivity is different today. And so often I, I think about like, man, they're measuring things, but are they using the right measuring stick for this situation? I don't know. All right. Uh, we'll get an update here from you. It looked like we're going to be uh, down pretty much across the board. NASDAQ is flat, but uh, other areas across the board looking like they're going to be opening up down. We'll get an update from you here in a little bit. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. All right. Thanks, fellas. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741. Phone lines are open at 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Also 1-800-529-5264 from wherever you might be listening. Those numbers are going to be coming in handy uh, very shortly. Keep listening. Another chance for you to pick up tickets to the Idaho Steelheads game. Round 
number, what is this, three, if you're keeping score at home. But this is the divisional playoffs against Toledo Walleyes. Game one is happening Saturday night, and we're giving away tickets this morning. I already gave away one pair, another pair on the way. Within minutes, be ready to call in when we tell you to pick up that next pair of tickets. When you were growing up, I'm, I'm sure you were like me and a lot of other young boys across the nation. You looked forward every year to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. <laughs> I can remember it would come out. We didn't. I. I. We weren't rich enough to afford a Sports Illustrated. I only saw coming it to if, our house. I only saw it if somebody else brought it to school and showed it to me. We actually had Sports Illustrated in our school library, and oh. there there would be uh, long lines of young men waiting for the Sports Illustrated I, to check out. I think we would have Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit issue in our school library for about a week. <laughs> Did it last that long? <laughs> and then somebody would uh, take it home. Type it. Man, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue sure has changed. They've got four different cover models this yeah. year. And you, it was always a surprise. It's like you wait. It's like, who's going to be the cover model? Is Farrah Fawcett? Is I'm, it going to be? Who's it going to be? I'm 25% enthusiastic about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, out of the four cover models, one is a biological male. The other is... 81-year-old Martha Stewart. To be on the cover at my age was, uh, was a challenge. I think I met the challenge. For me, it is a testament to good living. And I think that all of us should think about good living, successful living, and not about aging. The whole aging thing is so boring. I didn't starve myself, but I I didn't eat any bread or pasta for a couple months. Uh, I went to Pilates every other day. Now, with that being said, I I have to say, for 81 years old, they did a really, really good job of fixing her up. Because there's no, I've I've seen her, you know, on her television shows and such. Um, she usually doesn't look that good. So, I mean, you know, there's photo apps that, that compared, can help out with that. Compared to this, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, th- she looks good on the cover. I do have to give her that. Mm-hmm. Um, 81 years old. The other uh, three cover models, Megan Fox, Brooks Nader, and uh, transgender Kim Petras, also a uh, singer. Those are the uh, other Three that have been chosen to be on the uh, cover of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. this year. Megan Fox, you say? I don't think it's the same Megan Fox that you were thinking of. Uh, it is. Is it really? Yeah, it's the actress. So she's how how old is she now? Thirty seven. You mean she turned thirty seven yesterday? Megan Megan Fox, the singer, or or no? I'm thinking Kim You're, Fox, aren't I? Or Samantha Fox? Samantha. Anyway. I'm thinking Sa- Samantha Fox. Samantha Fox is about Megan Fox. Okay, yes, about sixty. Ma- um, Megan Fox. I do is like Megan Fox. Yeah, Megan yeah. Fox. She just turned 37 yesterday. Yesterday? Right. Yeah. She looks good. Mm-hmm. She still looks that, good. That is kind of her thing. Yeah. yeah. I watched the first, uh, very first Transformers again, day before yesterday. I know, because so did I. What a great movie that is. <laughs> and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it again for a long time. I thought that was the dumbest thing originally when they were going to do that movie. It's like, they're going to make I a movie on Transfer? That's stupid. I, I don't watch it for Shia LaBeouf. You don't? He's a handsome man, too. Just saying. 208-336-3700. I'm trying to to think if I watch any movies because somebody's a handsome man. (laughs) 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Let's uh, get another check on sports. One final time today. Brought to you once again by Pork Belly in CUNA. Don't forget to get in everyday lunch. They open up at 7 a.m. Are open until 2 every day Monday through Sunday. Follow them on Facebook. You can get in on some of their specials. And you can check out their menu at porkbellyidaho.com.
Last night, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals with the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat. And sometimes the analytics don't add up. Those that put those numbers out say that the Boston Celtics were a huge favorite to win the series and game one. But guess what? That's why they play the game, right? Butler, jab, step, now drives, gets into the lane. Butler, pump fake, leans in, double, kick out, right corner. Martin puts it up from there and knocks down the three. With 2.05 to go, a huge triple by Martin. But the Miami Heat were going to need Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Bam, eyeing the basket, facing up on Horford. Jab, step, now drives into the paint. Looking for a turnaround jumper, it's not there. Kick out to Butler at the midpoint line. Timer at three. Butler on the right side has to put it up, does. Around and down! A dagger three by Butler to push the lead to ten with a minute to go. That was a call on ESPN Radio last night. Jimmy Butler hitting that three-point shot to put the Miami Heat in the driver's seat. Game one goes to the Heat, 123-116 to over the Boston Celtics. Tonight, they'll go back to the Western Conference Finals. The Los Angeles Lakers again in Denver taking on the Nuggets. The Nuggets lead that series one game to nothing. Tip-off time tonight is at 6.30 p.m. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us and take part in the show. Chris at KBOI.com is his email. Mike at KBOI.com is mine. Uh, email in uh, Mike at KBOI.com. Yesterday we were talking uh, about Target um, and they reported earnings yesterday. Uh, this email talking about Target says uh, Target may have hit their target, but who knows for how long. They've gone woke and are now selling clothing for toddlers and babies. That is trans or gender affirming. How in the world, or who in the world rather, thinks it's okay to sell swimsuits to little boys to tuck their stuff in? That's for a lack of better way for me to know how to say this on a radio program. I was one of those who had returned to Target in person. Not anymore. Wonder how many others in Boise would say the same thing. I don't know if that's going to be the uh, biggest headwind for Target going forward. Um, I don't know if you uh, heard the news this morning about how much money they expect to lose this year due to retail theft and thought uh, shoplifting. Take a listen. Retail Federation Organized Crime in Stores is growing in scope and complexity at retailers across the country. In downtown San Francisco, stores like Office Depot, the Container Store, and Nordstrom and Whole Foods have all closed in recent months, citing safety concerns for both their workers as well as their customers. Target says that theft and organized retail crime is becoming a major problem at its more than 2,000 stores nationwide. The company reporting it lost $763 million last year due to lost or stolen merchandise, the majority coming from shoplifting. And as a result, Target is locking up more and more of its inventory on store shelves, requiring employees to get help for those shoppers. I know... Target has a lot of stores nationwide. There is something they should be locking up more, but I don't think it's the merchandise. <laughs> $763 million last fiscal year. Wow. Now, if you, now, if you think that's a lot, you know what they expect for this year? No. In, in, they, and here's the thing. They call it a nice little word instead of theft. I don't know why they do this. They call it shrink. Shrink? Shrink is what they call it. They're, they expect to lose another... 
$500 million on top of the 700. So over a billion dollars is what they expect to lose in theft and shoplifting. It's not just shoplifting. It's also employees taking stuff from the store. Yeah, what is that? What's that called? Is that embezzlement or it's not? If it's stuff, it's not really embezzlement. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just that. Just plain old theft. Or they I guess, came up yeah. with a new word, like I said, shrink. Over a billion dollars. You're a thief. No, I'm a shrinker. Now, I know a lot of us are sitting here and going, well, what do we care? It doesn't affect us. You know, I'm not going to steal. And it does affect you. Because that $1 billion is going to be made up somewhere. They, I mean, they're not just going to go to their employees and go, hey, we lost over a billion dollars this year in uh, theft and shoplifting. Can each of you just take $10 out of your pocket and donate it to us? <laughs> no. That's not the way it works. They raise their prices, so it does affect you. Cornell says Target is trying to reduce theft. That's the CEO by installing protective fixtures, as we just heard there. So locking up some of their things and some of their stores. Um one of those stores, remember in San Francisco, we talked about this a few weeks ago, everything in the store is locked up. Yeah. Not just razors or expensive items. You have to find well, somebody with a key to unlock right. something if you want to buy it. it it's, it's like the days when uh, a grocery store, there were no supermarkets. It was just a market, and you would go in, and somebody had to help you, and you told the person what you wanted, and they went and got it off the shelf for you mm-hmm. and put it in a basket for you. Maybe we need to go back to the future. In the past? Yeah. Okay. But our future is going to be going back. Okay. So days of future past. I don't know. I I mean, something a, a bill, Not, over a nights, billion dollars expected. Nights in white. Theft afternoon. and shoplifting is here. That's just crazy. Tuesday afternoon. The Great One. Mark Levin. Tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris. Live and local on News Talk KBOI. Republicans would agree to raise the debt limit for one year in exchange for spending cuts or caps on spending, clawing back some unspent COVID funds, and tougher work requirements for some federal aid programs for poorer Americans. Those proposed work requirements for people receiving food aid, assistance to families with young children, and Medicaid have ignited fierce opposition from many Democrats. For months, Biden insisted he would not negotiate over the debt ceiling, accusing Republicans of holding the economy hostage to get their way on spending cuts. But with the clock ticking, Biden changed his tune, and the outlines of a deal are emerging. So that's good news. Looks like the deal uh, is getting closer to being finalized so that we'll never, ever have to worry about the debt ceiling ever again. (laughs) Oh, wait. Till next year. Till next year. And I guess that's, I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, Biden pretty much was between a rock and a hard place on this. Because as you mentioned, who gets blame? You know, when you look at history, who gets blamed? It it doesn't doesn't matter whose fault ultimately it is or where you place the blame. In, In future, they'll say, well, during the Biden administration, we defaulted. Yeah. And it was catastrophic. There's a part of me, because we don't know what would actually happen. I mean, we have predictions of what might happen if we defaulted, but we've never defaulted in history. I don't say I want them to, but I'm just curious if all the predictions, they say the catastrophic horribleness of what would happen. Um, 
but really, I, really I do. would happen, or if it's just a scare tactic to make sure that nobody, um, you know, allows the debt not to be paid. You know what I mean? I do. I I, I know you well enough to know that you don't have to. Um, uh, you don't have to like you know jump into action at every uh, you know whim. Like when you wonder, I wonder what it'd be like to fly off a building. You you don't have to do that. No, no. I feel I, I personally I don't like current press secretary Kron, uh Kareem John Pierre um but I I do and sometimes feel sorry for her because I don't think there's a lot of times and this is true of any press secretary I don't think a lot of times press secretary should know exactly everything and anything that might be happening with the the administration and in who they're supposed to be the press secretary for but and this is a perfect example. Yesterday, Green Jean-Pierre was asked by a reporter why Biden was not canceling his trip to Japan, Papua New Guinea, and Australia with as important as he said this debt ceiling negotiation is. It's like, why did he not cancel the trip? Why is he still going to be going on this trip when we have the seriousness of the debt ceiling going on? And she said, well, the president can be president from anywhere in the world. He doesn't have to be president from the White House. Which of course makes sense, right? It does. An hour there's, later, uh, even has there is there's even a bigger office in, in Air Force One. An hour later, President Biden announced that he will be cutting his trip short. Will not be traveling to Papua New Guinea or Australia, and still, will just however, go to the uh, yeah, Japan. Go, still going to the summit. And <laughs> Green jump here. An hour later, this happened. Was asked. It's like, well, you, you said that he could be president anywhere. So now, why is he cutting this short? And of course. I'm sure she wasn't read in that they were thinking about cutting the, or she would have probably had a different answer. No. But then she's backtracking it. Well, well, it's so important that he be here live for the negotiations. That's the reason why he cut his trip short, even though he can still be president from anywhere. But in this case, he wasn't going to be president from anywhere. No. I think she should have just been honest. It's for optics. Yeah, we 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 don't want to make <laughs> we it. We know that, right? We don't want to make it look like he's vacationing while this is going on. But he can certainly go to the summit, which is necessary. He was going to stop by the other two countries, just kind of as a uh, a courtesy visit. And since that's not mandatory, he's coming on back. Yeah, looks better that way. And I, I wonder how it would be accepted by the reporters, you know. And, and like I said, this was just like an Honesty? hour of reporting. They, yeah. they wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> uh, text message in, 208-336-3700. Uh, how do you pay off debt by taking on more debt? All right. I don't ex- understand everything that's going on with the debt ceiling. I don't understand with the budget. But well, you'd be the first. This is, I mean, it it, it is confusing, but... And part of the confusion is that the debt ceiling, increasing the debt ceiling, is quite a bit different than cutting the budget. The debt ceiling is money that is already spent. It's money we owe. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're if you cut... It's not we need to spend a little more money. It's we need to pay a little more money. Yes, you have to agree to pay the money. And the only reason that we have it... If you don't think there's a difference, spending is something you can do with a credit card. Yeah. Pay is something that has to come out of your bank account. And it's you've already spent it with your credit card. Yeah. Yeah, your credit card has already reached its limit and now you're trying to increase the limit so that you can continue 
to pay off what you owe. And there, I mean, it, it, you get charged interest on the money that you are paying off. So that's the difference. It, it's not like you're taking on more debt when you increase the debt ceiling. It's just you're agreeing to pay it off. And it is kind of weird in my way of thinking that the only reason we have the debt ceiling is so that it makes the federal government pause and slow down and realize how bad they've been at spending. That's true. It's it's kind of an arbitrary number. It really is. I mean, it's it, it's similar to telling your kids, you go to your corner and think about what you've done over the past year. Mm-hmm. You should feel bad about this. That's all it is. That's I mean, it makes it so that you have to take a pause and go, oh my gosh, look look at our debt ceiling Thirty-one trillion dollars. There's always one kid in every family. I want you to go to your room and don't come out till you're ready to say you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right then. Let that be a lesson to you. Yeah. Um, oh, so it, it was. It. it I mean, it, it, you're talking apples, kind of and oranges, and I and I think that's where the confusion comes in because there are a lot of people going, "Hey, because the debt ceiling is different than budgets, why are we negotiating negotiating to cut budgets to increase the debt ceiling if they're not the same?" Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly, Republicans have that one club because they want to cut the budget. They have no other way to force it. They don't control the Senate. They don't control the president. Um, so this is their their one club saying, all right, they do control the House. So it's like, we're not going to vote for this if you don't vote for that. It's a dangerous game of chicken is what it is, right? Or it's just normal give and take of politics. But it can be both. Yeah. But as of right now, I, I know, what is it? today's the 18th, so we still have about 12 more days. Even the date of June 1st is a little arbitrary. They think that's about the time we're going to run out of money. Mm. Um, but, I mean, we have, we have about 12 more days for them to work this out. And even if they work it out like today, you know, the, it still ha- takes some time to get approved, even if they come to an agreement. So it's not something you want to wait until you've already run out of money because um, then you could see, you know, short-term problems right. anyway. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. By the way, congratulations, Angela Sandoval. She was caller number six. Picked yourself up a pair of tickets. The Idaho Steelheads coming up here on Saturday night. Don't worry, we're not done yet. We have another pair coming up here before 10 o'clock. So if you want to see some great hockey action, maybe the best hockey team to have ever played on the home ice here at Idaho Central Credit Arena. They've got uh, game one of the division championship going on Saturday night, and then also Sunday. We'll have uh, another pair of tickets coming up for you for Saturday night's game. Tomorrow, live on location, we're going to be at the uh, Star Country Cafe. We will have four pair of tickets for Sunday night's game for you. We'll be giving those away on location. And coming up in moments, we'll have a chance for you to get your tickets to Luke Combs' Saturday outdoor concert, stadium concert, along with you and 35 or 40,000 of your other close personal friends will be there. We have a chance for you to win your free tickets. You'll be texting to win coming up here shortly. Don't do it now. We'll tell you how you're going to be able to text and win coming up. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is next. Don't go away. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Once again, it's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Brent is going to get first crack at our question today for the $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Brent, where was the very first ever NBA game held? We need the city, not uh, that it was on a basketball court. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. That is correct. All right. November 1st, 1946, New York Knickerbockers, not the Knicks, the Knickerbockers. No, same team. Played an old team called the Toronto Huskies in Toronto. Back in 1946, though, they weren't called the Knicks, were they? Uh, they were the Knickerbockers. They, they were always they always wrote Knicks on the front of their jerseys because they, they didn't have enough room for Knickerbockers. <laughs> knickerbockers? What is a Knickerbocker? You would it's, know that. It's uh, short, like short pants, Knicker- like what they used to wear in ah. In baseball for a hundred years until they decided that for some reason they should go to the floor. Look at the big brain on Chris. I knew you knew that answer. Knickers. Knickerbockers. All right. Yeah. Uh, hold on, Brent. Or as we call it, the K word. We uh, have your. <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Nathaniel, stop it. Uh, anyway, we've got one more day. I only said that because he was looking at me funny. <laughs> Bonefish Grill. Um, tomorrow will be your final chance. By the way, if you don't win your free $50 gift certificate, don't forget tomorrow our KBOI sweet deal of the week is a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. You'll have a chance to uh, get that for $25 tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Very easy to do. 9 a.m., you just go to kboi.com, click on that sweet deal link, and make your purchase. Or two purchases if you're able to be quick enough, but there is a limited number, and this is one of those that sells out very quickly. So tomorrow morning, be ready to go. kboi.com, click on the sweet deal link. Coming up, we're not done with the giveaways yet. Still on the way before 10 o'clock. We'll have a chance for you to win another pair of tickets to Saturday night's game. Idaho Steelheads taking on Toledo. First round of the division finals we also have luke combs tickets do you want to win those stay tuned coming up here in just a couple minutes i'm going to tell you how you can get your free tickets this is just a couple minutes away don't go anywhere it's on the way next here on news talk kboi night at 10 it's michael knowles now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 839, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, 65 degrees in downtown Boise. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you uh, would like to weigh in on the show, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Texting right now, by the way, if you would like to see Luke Combs, absolutely free. It's going to be a beautiful Beautiful day for an outdoor concert going on at Albertson Stadium, another stadium show. Second artist to ever do a stadium show at uh, Boise State. Mm -hmm. First, of course, Garth Brooks a few years ago. Back-to-back nights. And we knew that was going to be happening again because what he drew, draw about 80-some thousand people over the two-night concert. Mm -hmm. Each show sold out. Was that back-to-back or was was there an off off day in the middle? I I thought it was back-to-back. Yeah, okay. I, 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 can't it was, yeah, I thought it was back-to-back. Clearly, I didn't have tickets for either night. Uh, my wife and daughter went. My daughter got tickets um, and uh, took mom. She she said it was a fantastic concert. Garth Brooks is very good. Luke Combs is very good. And you have a chance to get free tickets right now. You should be texting us. Uh, you got another 20 minutes, once again, 
Text your favorite. I, I say your favorite, but if you know what my favorite song is, because they have to match. Text what you think my favorite song is. And I played the song earlier this morning. So those of you who have been listening all morning long, you know what it is. Text your favorite song. If you don't know what my favorite is, try to predict what it is. And from all the people that text what my favorite song is, you're going to be in on the grand prize drawing one lucky person. And there are a lot of people that are texting the name of my favorite song, but there are a lot of people that aren't getting it right either. But keep texting in. 208 336 3700. How many yeah. songs does he have? Just in until, he's got quite a few. One text per song. <laughs> he's got quite a few. Um, uh, if you want to be in, you got about 20 more minutes to get in on that, and we'll announce the winner just after 9 o'clock this morning. Update on a story we talked about uh, earlier this week. Um, this has been going on since uh, May 3rd, and that is the Republicans in Oregon who have not been showing up to the legislature when it comes time to vote on important things like abortion, gun control, because they don't have a very large voice in Oregon. Oregon, like Idaho, only the opposite, in that they are controlled by Democrats. It is a liberal supermajority in Oregon, kind of like here in Idaho, where it is a conservative supermajority in Idaho. Mm -hmm. However, in uh, Oregon... The only way that they can slow things down and show their distaste for some of the liberal laws trying to be passed is not show up because they need to have a quorum to be able to legally vote. Two Republicans and an independent taking part in the boycott that has stalled hundreds of bills since May 3rd officially are not now allowed to run for office when it comes time for them to be reelected. That's what they decided to do, huh? The law that was passed last year um, in the Oregon Senate, and then it had to be voted on as part of the Constitution. Must have had a quorum when they when they did that, huh? Well, no, because they, <laughs> this, this was up for a vote in the Constitution. It had to be added to the Constitution. Mm. So the state had to vote for it, and it was over, overwhelmingly voted for to try to get these slowdowns stopped when it comes to the Oregon legislature. So if... You have 10 unexcused absences in the Oregon legislature, and you are one of the legislators. If you have 10 absences, you will not be allowed to run for office in the next election. And you have to go to summer school. You get a timeout. You get to go, you get to, go to the corner and think about what you've done. When you're ready to sorry, say you're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the GOP-led walkout. Uh, of the Democrat-dominated Senate stretched to 10 days for those three individuals. Senator Tim Knott, the Senate Republican leader, said Monday that during the weekend negotiations to end the boycott, he had told Democratic leaders that Republicans would end the boycott to pass substantially bipartisan budgets and bills that are lawful and constitutional. Wagner earlier said that the sweeping abortion rights, gender-affirming care measures were not negotiable. Republicans want those off the table, and that's the votes that they're not showing up for. Mm. Three boycotting senators who reached the 10-day limits for automatic disqualification are Republican Dennis Linthicum, Daniel Bonham, and Independent Brian Boquist, a former Republican. Ballot measure 113 was passed by almost 70% of the voters last November as a method to end those walkouts that have plagued the legislature for the last couple of years. Remember a few years ago? Um the governor had sent out an arrest warrant for all the Republican legislators who were not showing up to physically bring them back to the state capitol so that they could vote. So what did the legislators do? They 
for a short time moved to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, the state police in Oregon have yeah, no have jurisdiction in Idaho. Can, now, do you guys ex, extradite uh, <laughs> for not showing up for uh, the legislature? No, that's not considered a crime here. Here's here's a question I have. Um, Linthicum's seat, by the way, is up for election in 2024. Bonham is up in 2026. Now they're still they're not they're not kicked out of the legislature. Yeah. They're, they're just well, told that in the next election they won't be allowed to, to be on to be on the ballot. Now this is going to go through a long, lengthy can court be, process. Can they be a write-in? That, that's the questions that they have because mm. the new law isn't spelled out in a lot of ways. Can they, you know, and if they, if they are chosen in their primaries, can you legally kick them off if the electors say, no, this is our choice? Then can the state, even though this is in their constitution, so this is going to go through a, a lot of, of court drama on the way and here's the other thing these these people who are not up for election this year as i just mentioned you have uh 2024 next year and bonham doesn't go until 2026 so they already can't be on the ballot for the next election so if you've been kicked out of the next election basically they can continue doing this because you can't right. double punish them anymore right okay this this means so, you're really really going to so be in trouble now he hasn't hit rock bonham no, I don't believe he has. Okay. I am just so glad that Idaho doesn't have the same law in their constitution. But we don't have the same problems because our legislative rules are a little bit different. True. Democrats still don't have a big say in the state of Idaho. However, or, however, they do have more of a say, it sounds like, than Republicans have in Oregon. Are you sure about that? Well... Yeah, because you don't see the legislature shutting down when de- Democrats want to say something and they don't they don't get their way, right? Not here, no. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I understand. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. This, by the way, uh, one of the things, and uh, I think Nate talked about this a little bit yesterday, another county was heard from as far as wanting to join Idaho. Oh, Wallawa, yeah. Wallawa County. Now, I, like, I like Wallawa County because I have vacationed there a few times. It's a, it's a pretty county. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of the counties that are wanting to join uh, Idaho. Any county with a lake, we should just say it that way. Now, Wallawa County, by the way, had already voted once before and had turned the request away. They voted it down before in the, the election uh, to join Greater Idaho is what they're calling it. Need to come up with a better name than Greater, Greater Idaho, don't you think? How about slightly larger Idaho? Maybe that's what it would be. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, they had already voted against it, but in this election, brought it up again. Now it has officially passed. So apparently either more people moved in or more people got more pissed off in Wallowa County. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. Emails can also come in. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com.
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, you can also uh, email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. And don't forget, right now you are texting your favorite Luke Combs song. If it matches mine, everybody who matches my favorite song will be in. We'll choose from one of the uh, people who have matched the song to get the free Luke Combs concerts tickets coming up here this coming Saturday night. Uh, somebody had written in uh, said... Uh, this was not the first Albertson Stadium stadium show. Charlie Daniels Band and the Nitty Gritty uh, Dirt Band played at Albertson Stadium in 1981. Well, you, it's you, kind of you true. Asked, it's not really true. Yeah, you asked me about that, and I was still in high school in Twin Falls in 81, so I didn't go to a concert in Boise at that time. But I looked it up, and uh, I, the only adjustment I've got to that is it, it wasn't the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and the Charlie Daniels Band. It was the Allman Brothers Band. And the opening act was the Charlie Daniels Band. It was September 18th, 1981. Uh, technically, you're still right if you say it wasn't an Albertson uh, yeah, Stadium. it wasn't an Albertson, Albertson Stadium. Stadium concert because it was called Bronco Stadium at that time. And but yeah, there was... Uh, what's the other big difference? There was uh, the, the other big difference. What, Bronco Stadium wasn't it wasn't even what Albertson Stadium is well, right it now. Wasn't, They've completely yeah, uh, it, moved it, it and, and redone it. Wasn't it, as close to, it wasn't as close to 40,000... Seats in in eighty one it was it was complete as a fairly good sized stadium it wasn't it wasn't the the old one with the you know shorter mm-hmm. uh, stands and whatnot but uh, yeah the Allman Brothers Band and the Charlie Daniels Band they even have uh, listed on here I found a a website called concertarchives.org, dot org and they even have the um, they don't know the Charlie Daniels Band set list but they have the Allman Brothers set list and. I'm not going to read the whole thing. They played 18 songs, but they opened with Jessica, which I like, and closed with Ramblin' Man, which mm-hmm. I also like. Ramblin' Man's a good song. And then in between, they played 16 other Almond Brothers songs. Uh, emails in this morning. Mike at KBOI.com uh, says, If the Dimwits in Boise can burn through $500,000 to root out racism that clearly is not present, just imagine what the federal government burns through on non-existent endeavors. But the world will end if we cut spending even $1 from our federal budget in exchange for increasing the debt ceiling. Sure. You know, I don't think they would settle for cutting $1. Yeah, I think they want a little more than one buck. Yeah. Uh, however, I and, mean, Biden and, did say he was not n- going to negotiate even one dollar on and the whole part about budget the ra- cutting the racism clearly not being present. No, that's that's not the case. There there were six. Now they didn't say that there was systemic racism going right. on, but there were six out of four hundred people who worked there. They found out there wasn't a great deal, uh, which is, by the way, one of the reasons why they actually uh, did the investigation to find out. However, like I said yesterday, it's like that movie where Robin Williams uh, said, I spent three years doing this. And the guy says, that's impossible. He says, yes, I know. I proved it. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, final chance to uh, say your favorite song. Luke Combs' song will announce the winner coming up here in just a little bit. But you can text us right now, 208-336-3700 to win those tickets. 
Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, there's my uh, favorite Luke Combs song. A lot of people apparently have that favorite Luke Combs song, uh, but not everybody. Uh, by the way, uh, the reason why I wanted to know what my favorite song is, with you to tell me what your favorite song is, if it matched mine, you would be in on the Luke Combs concert tickets, and we have a winner. I just texted the winner. Haven't got the name back yet, but if you guessed my favorite song was this particular song when it rains it pours if that was your guess uh check your text messages right now i just informed you that you are a winner we need a little more information from you uh by the way that's not the final pair of tickets that we have to give away we have another pair but tomorrow's pair will be live on location everybody who comes to the star country cafe tomorrow morning for the hometown breakfast with casper and chris brought to you by cloverdale plumbing will be entered in to win our final pair of tickets to Luke Combs, who is going to be here on Saturday night, Albertson Stadium. So if you want to win the next, our final pair of tickets uh, coming up tomorrow morning, we will give those away live on location for our hometown breakfast, Star Country Cafe. First time we've ever been there. Looking forward to it. We're going to be talking uh, tomorrow morning with the uh, mayor of Star. He's going to be with us. Apparently he has breakfast every Friday there, and he's uh, agreed to stick around and uh, join us. Mayor Trevor Chadwick will be stopping by to talk with us. That will be happening just after 7 o'clock about what's going on in Star, why so many people love it, why it's growing so fast, and how they can handle everybody who is moving in. Those are some of the things we'll talk about with the uh, mayor tomorrow morning. Emails to get to. We've got some emails to get to. Uh, One of those emails... Uh, actually has to do with the uh, Luke Combs concert. It says, good morning, gentlemen. Me again from God's country, Idaho, on the grade between Kendrick and Deary. That's a long ways away, and you're listening. My guess would be on 670 AM this morning. Just wondering why so many free concert tickets for Luke Combs. Is his political views the same as your guys's, or is it just that this is uh, a crummy concert? Well, it can't be that crummy because the concert sold out very quickly. No, it's because there uh, are about 40,000 seats, and uh, when there are that many, they give us some to give away. And the reason is because we like our listeners, and we are giving you a chance to go see a free concert. It's completely yeah. sold out without having to if, pay a whole bunch we, of money. If we give out uh, concert tickets, it's never got anything to do with the political views of the band. No, not at all. Never. Uh, another email, in yeah, no name on this one, Mike at KBY.com. Uh, you guys are talking about what a liberal mess Oregon is, and then I hear the excitement in everyone's voice when talking about a huge portion of Oregon becoming Idaho. I have no idea who would think this is a good idea. You can claim all these Oregon counties are conservative, but they will drag Idaho's conservative voting down over time. People are getting excited, as they do, when they accept some refugees from other countries. It's irritating. Leave Idaho as is. Okay. Uh, This is, by the way, the chances of this happening 
are so astronomical. Yeah, they are. They are quite remote. I will say the chances of this happening are probably a little better now than three or four years ago when we first started talking about this. And the Mm -hmm. only reason I say that is because you have, what, now 15, was it 15 or 16 counties in Oregon who have voted to become a part of greater Idaho, which doesn't mean anything other than the fact that you have all those counties showing that they would, would love to be a part of Idaho instead of Oregon. You also have the Oregon legislator legislature who has voted to have talks it it was it, it's not a binding vote idaho also legislature this year uh, i believe it passed the house did not pass the senate a resolution to begin talks with the oregon legislature on the possibilities of this happening once again non-binding but it did pass the house it did not pass in the senate so those are things at this level that would have to, before this to even come close to beginning serious talks, would have to happen. Then, on top of that, it would have to be approved by the Oregon legislature, which I, I don't think you're going to see that happening. Yeah. Possibility, maybe. And then it would have to be approved by the Idaho legislature. And once Idaho and Oregon both agreed to it, you're, you're still not close. Because then it has to go to Congress, and it has to ha- pass Congress. When's the last time something like this moving state lines passed Congress? Mm. It's been a year or two. Might have been right after the Civil War. That's what I was thinking. When West Virginia became a state? Yeah. So, I I mean, you may have people that are, are excited about it, but you're you're getting prematurely excited, <laughs> which is never a good thing, because this, this is not Pre- happening prema- any time Premature excitation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that not a good thing. Uh Juan Argueo. That's our winner, by the way. Juan uh, just texted back. Ar- so Arguello. Is it is it yeah. Ar- Arguello? Yeah, I think that could we'll go with that. Arguello. Hey Juan, congratulations. Uh you got our tickets to Luke Combs. We'll get in contact with you, tell you to pick them up. Um stick around. We still have Idaho Steelhead tickets on the way for you sometime before ten. Jim from Eagle writes in, the Oregon legislature is a perfect example of how political power has run amok. But how can the radical leftists violate the Constitution before the corrupt FBI gets involved, starts manipulating propaganda via press leaks in the court system? That seems to be a trend. Hmm. That's from Jim and Eagle. Idaho boy writes in this morning, I am doubting that the problems that Target is talking about with thefts and shoplifting is happening all over the country. Targets are having major theft issues. They are a woke company and don't want to offend folks in areas where they have lack, where they are lax on crime. DAs who are of the same ideology. So they are claiming the country as a whole, but really it's just in states like California and New York where you have these DAs who really need to try at a minimum as criminally negligent to every crime, a criminal they choose to not lock up because the criminal's skin color. Thank you for your opinion. I'm not sure I agree with that opinion. Matter of fact, I can say I don't agree with that opinion. I, I don't I don't know how much is being spread out. And this is a story we talked about a little bit earlier this morning that there was set over $750 million in theft and shoplifting in Target stores last year. And they are expecting that to go up yeah. by another half a billion dollars this year. Which, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That is, 
That's I mean, you, you can't even fathom that much. No. It's like, at what point, and I, and Grant, I know Target has got stores everywhere. How many stores do we have here in the Treasure Valley? What, uh, over, over half a dozen stores in the Treasure Valley? I mean, you might as well pull up to the, you know, the checker with like, you know, two baskets. Okay. Here's the stuff I'm paying for. This stuff I'm just going to walk out with. Yeah. Is that all right? How can you, I, 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 I get it. They're a big company, but I mean, when you're losing a billion dollars a year to theft and shoplifting, mm-hmm. how do you stay in business? I don't know. I don't know either. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous to me. Uh, another, this is an email from a little bit earlier. We're talking about the horse in Parma that some. Somebody shot and killed. Dirt bag. Some idiot dirt bag. For whatever reason. Shot nine times. Mm-hmm. Six-year-old horse sitting in a pasture doing nothing but probably looking at the guy from the side of the road decided to get out and shot the horse nine times. The owner of the horse was going to give it to his grandson. $1,000 reward now for the uh, finding of the person who did it. They do have some security cameras from a neighbor. They don't know if it's going to show anything, but that security camera footage has been turned over to police. Man, please, please, please have something on that security camera. I would love this person to be brought to justice. I would love to have his name splashed across the media. This person writes in, we live in a society that has removed God, and that doesn't value life of a baby, and you ask why someone would kill a horse. If there is no God, no outside authority to determine that life should be moral, then we are just one more animal on a planet of many animals and truly is survival of the fittest. We either all are accountable to a higher moral authority or none of us can tell another what is right or wrong. Personally, God exists and it's time to put him back into our society. So, to summarize, shooting horse bad. We don't know that... I mean. Just because just because a person shot a horse, you don't think he might not believe in God? You can still believe in God. We don't know that. I'm not the one who brought it up. No, I'm not saying you. Oh, I know. I'm talking about this guy. Right. Um, one more email, and we'll go to break here. I wanted to read this going into break so that if you do want to talk about this, because this isn't something that we were hiding or anything, uh, but this email, no name on it. Emailer writes in, why no coverage of the Durham report? We've had a full-fledged coup on our presidency. Thankfully, a failed and bloodless coup, but still a coup, and your news department doesn't feel it newsworthy. Those responsible should be imprisoned, but nothing will be done, and you don't find that newsworthy. If we don't get our government cleaned out, all of this lawless sorts that we're willing to commit this coup, we could lose our country forever, the freest country in the world, and it's not newsworthy. All right, let let me address a couple of things here before we go to break. Number one. Our news department did cover this. This was uh, for the last two days. You've heard this in continuous news reports at the top of the hour. Um, It was covered in extents yesterday and the day before uh, on the Dan Bongino Show, which is a show right after ours. Now, in fairness, our show on Tuesday was all about the election because Mm -hmm. that's a big thing locally. So we talked about the election yesterday, uh, yesterday, another local item kind of took over the show with uh, emails and phone calls. And that was the investigation into the Boise police department over whether or not there is racism in the police department. However, if you want to talk about the Durham report this morning, the show is about you. You can talk about that. 
Go ahead and email us right now. What are your thoughts on the Durham, Durham report that came out two days ago? Durham report was much anticipated. Uh, did, Only took four did, years. Did not find much of anything. And well, it, it dropped, did. It did find a little bit. Dropped off the uh, dropped off the you know the top, the top of the news list fairly quickly. So if you want to talk, they about didn't it, find what they wanted to find. What did they want to find? I guess maybe I didn't know what they were looking for. Something devastating. It's pretty devastating when when it says that the FBI should have never done the investigation. That's pretty devastating. Even CNN, and we'll play the uh, audio from CNN, said it's pretty devastating. So it's a devastating opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's what all we have is just opinions. I'm talking about devastating evidence. I think the devastating evidence was there was a lack of evidence. I think that's the devastating part yeah. to even start the investigation, in my opinion. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Does this matter to you? Is this something you want to talk about? The show's about you, so if this is something you want to talk about, we've got a little slower local news today. We don't have the election. We don't have the uh, investigation into the police department going on to talk about. So if you want to talk about it, here's your chance. 208 336 Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pounds on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get in today, go ahead and uh, email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, if you uh, want to take part. Lee in Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning. Hey, um, I, from everything I've heard, I haven't read the Durham report, but everything I've heard um, from even CNN, uh, Tapper, um, the Durham report, not only did it vindicate Trump, which really the Mueller report, report already did that in, in a sense, but it, it really indicted Hillary Clinton and even Barack Obama and Biden knew about this. They all knew that it was a plan from the Democratic Party. And it really proves even what Trump was saying about the FBI can't be trusted. Um, they're corrupt. And I, I think it's a big deal. Um, I don't think anything will happen of it because the people in power were part of it. But um, we need to be voicing more about this. Um, they meddled in the elections um, for four years. We heard about a fake report that tainted people's views and trust of a sitting president. That's a huge deal. Thank you for the call, Lee. Well, the the, the Durham report, though, uh, in, in the final, uh, it, it did not allege that there was political motivation. It, it said the FBI uh, had some bias against Trump. But it wasn't because he was a Republican, and it wasn't at the uh, direction of Democrats. It was pretty much just the FBI. He had uh, talked about CNN, um, and even their thoughts, even CNN thought this was a uh, a damning report. Trump. 
Durham found that the FBI acted too hastily and relied on raw, unconfirmed intelligence when it opened the Trump-Russia investigation. This is according to the report and yeah. said that the probe, when the probe was opened, the FBI had no information about any actual contact between Trump associates and Russian intelligence officials. Also claimed that the FBI investigators fell prone to confirmation bias, repeatedly ignoring or rationalizing away information that could have undercut the premise of their investigation. And Durham also noted that the FBI failed to corroborate one single substantive allegation from a dossier uh, dossier of research that it relied on during the course of the probe, unquote. Well, the, the FBI said the whole time that basically it was because that guy, George Papadopoulos, who was a Trump campaign member, uh, later completely played down, but he was, in fact, a Trump campaign member, was, you know, mouthing off and saying that the Russians had damaging material on uh, Hillary Clinton and that they had offered to anonymously release it to assist the Trump campaign. And since they got word that he had said that, they basically opened up a, an investigation to find out. And they didn't find anything. Well, you can't, you can't so say then, they didn't find anything. Because they did. I mean, they did. Crossfire Hurricane found something? Oh, that's I thought, what, you, said, I thought you said the, Dur- the Durham report didn't no, no, find the, anything. No, no, the, the, the Durham report... Yeah. The yeah. Durham report was based on the Crossfire Hurricane report. Yeah, okay, it, I see it was, what you mean. It, I see the what the you Durham mean. report was a four-year investigation into why they started the Crossfire Hurricane yeah. report in yeah, the first place. Yeah, I see place. what you mean. And basically, the FBI maintains it was because George Papadopoulos was bragging that uh, the Russians were helping the, the Trump campaign. And most, so they checked it out, and they found out, no, they, they weren't helping them that much. most ridiculous part of that. If they were, they were doing thing. it through you know, propaganda and not just uh, straight, you know, tit for tat type of thing. You had to look at this when it first came out and, and saying that they thought because of the so-called PP tape where a prostitute was, they had evidence, a uh, video of a prostitute in Russia peeing on Donald Trump. I mean, it just sounds so ridiculous. Uh, that should have been the first clue that, you know, this probably was pretty stupid investigation because there was never any PP tape and no way for, if you don't have the tape, it's kind of hard to um, blackmail over something that doesn't even exist. And that, I mean, from the beginning that seemed ridiculous and now we're finding out, yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. But, But the point of the original investigation was not that they were trying to blackmail him for any particular reason. It was that they were actually assisting him and they wanted to know why. How do you assist somebody by having a video of him? No, that's that's not PPT? that's not what it was about. No, but that's part of the it's, investigation. It's, it, said they, it said they had dirt on Hillary Clinton, not dirt on uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, so you would think that if somebody was peeing on Hillary Clinton, that would have been well. That wasn't the dirt evidence. they had. On yeah, Hillary apparently. Well, they didn't have any of that dirt on anybody. I, I know. Though. As it it turns, turns out, out, it was all, a whole lot of George Papadopoulos mouthing off because he was drinking. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to weigh in and talk more about it, here's your chance to do it. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, email in. says, Durham report did conclusively prove the Obama, Biden, and Hillary, and Comey, and others all were very much involved using the government to attempt to take out a president. You know, a coup. They all belong in prison. Why are no, you so it, vague in your discussion? It didn't. Your audience deserves the truth about our government, and a local school bond hardly shows or should have preempted coverage of this. You're supposed to have a news department, aren't you? Yeah, our news department covers local issues, not national issues. ABC News covers, covers national issues, and as I told you, on Tuesday, every single hour, you had reports on the Durham report coming out. There were numerous yesterday news reports, but our our news department at KBOI covers local news, and yeah. the election is a big thing. Durham ended up uh, prosecuting three people. One was a fairly low-level FBI uh, agent who had altered an email to include the words, and not a suspect. And, and he actually was uh, found guilty the other two uh were only uh, brought up on charges because they lied to the fbi about who they were and you're not supposed to do that and both of them are actually acquitted so that was it that's all that came out of it so apparently uh you are allowed to lie about who you are apparently if they were acquitted right no they didn't find enough evidence that they had lied about oh. who they were um, the uh, report also found the FBI applications for warrants to eavesdrop on former Trump campaign aide Carter Page contained significant errors and omitted information that likely that would was have the, that weakened. Was, that was the guy that got uh, that uh, was convicted. That likely would have weakened or undermined the premise of the application. The cumulative effect of those errors, the report said, was to make it appear that the information supported probable cause was that stronger than it actually was. John mm-hmm. and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I just wanted uh, to f- agree with your previous caller, Lee, of what he was saying uh, about the, uh, uh, the Durham report. And what's interesting about all of this is it's funny how uh, Trump, President Trump will say, uh, this is what's happening to me. And as we continue down the road on all of these different issues, he becomes, he's right. He ends up saying he was uh, spied on in his campaign. He was spied. Uh, he said he had no collusion. Ends up there was there was collusion. And you know, uh, with with the taxpayers that had to pay for three years of the Russian collusion, nobody is held accountable. Uh, Schiff, who's in the I think in the Senate, he basically said that he had evidence. And he lied uh, during uh, um, during the Senate hearings, and he's not going to be held accountable. So, like Lee was saying, is people in power won't aren't aren't held accountable. So, is, do you agree with the assessments? To a certain extent, I don't think anything is going to happen from this. I don't think I don't yeah. think anybody and, beyond the one person who was you know charged and found guilty and uh, ended up going to prison for a short time. I, I don't think anybody else is going to be charged. I think you're right there. Well, what's interesting too is when you have uh, when they're charged and they are in the in the D.C. court or where they're at. Uh, it's it's different if they were in Boise, Idaho, uh, having to deal with jurors in in this area. There may be a different outcome. 
So it's it's kind of, it's a who? strange deal. But who was it that lied? Say, I didn't say anybody lied. I, what I said was was that the court systems in Washington D.C. the jury pool there is or or New York is different than what you're going to have in in a Boise, Idaho. And so when somebody is uh, found uh, acquitted from a crime, maybe it's because of the jury pool. I don't know. It's just that. No, uh, I, th- I think that's. I, I think that's true. I agree with you there. That it depends a lot where your jury pool comes from, or else why do you see so many times they want to do a change of venue because they know they can get a better trial someplace else, right? Or they're grasping at yeah, straws. Yep, or they're grasping at straws. But I mean, I, I have to honestly say, can you, can the two of you remember a president that has been attacked? Uh, relentlessly from the minute he walked, he, he came down the escalator. I mean, can you think about it? He, he was tried, he, they tried to impeach him twice. One was based upon a phone call. I mean, no pre- president has ever had to deal with that kind of challenge. I have to tell you what, I have president Trump has to be the mentally, the toughest person I've ever seen because what he's had to put up with and he's still fighting. It's amazing. And, uh, we need someone like that that will fight for the American people. So in the next election, uh, with everything he has going on, he's got numerous court cases that still are, are coming. He lost the uh, civil case here a couple of weeks ago. Um, if it comes down to the primary, you still support him as the uh, pick for GOP next year? Well, you know, there, I, I, there's actually, I mean, I, I do like Trump, and he does fight for us, but there's some other ones like Ron DeSantis, and who's the other gentleman? Um, gosh. The last it starts with an R. Uh, oh gosh, his last name is V A. It's spelled his last name is V A. Uh, who's one of the other candidates? Uh, well, I know you're running. not talking about Mike Pence. He hasn't entered the race. No, no, not yet. Mike Pence. No, he is a he, he's an entrepreneur, kind of a self-made entrepreneur. Uh, and uh, gosh. Uh, he's been on some of the talk shows. He, he's, he oh, sounds like he's Yeah, he's I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I can't think of his name. Hang on, I know it. Uh, da, 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 da. It is. We'll, we'll, we'll get the name. We're going to move on and go to our yeah. next call. But thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, you have a good day, and then I appreciate your show. Thank you for listening. It is. Da, da, da. Go ahead. I'll let you in. go to this call. Tom and Emmett, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, it sounds like old Watch's face is really catching fire in your Republican primary. <laughs> anyway, I wanted just to ask you, so if Merrick Garland had took the Durham report, sat on it for a month, issued a, a one-page statement saying there's nothing here, <laughs> now you guys would be agree with that, right? Because that's exactly what they <laughs> well, the moment. Well, I was going to say precedent has been set for that, so sure, yeah. Yeah, so that would be great, right? Because you guys had no problem with Bill Barr summarizing the fact that there was a lot of contact with Russia towards us, but he had no collusion. In in what way did we have no problem with what Barr did? Yeah. We we talked about it. I said I I couldn't understand why the summary was not accurate. You you have accepted Barr's conclusion that there's nothing with Russia. But let me remind you, Early on, they said nobody had contact with anybody in Russia. I think eight, nine, maybe ten of the people in the campaign had had contact with Russia. Paul Manafort went to prison, 
as working as a foreign agent without registering. Uh, he worked for free, but we know from his lifestyle he doesn't do anything for free, but he did not charge the Trump administration with working for him. So uh, you guys have accepted the bar's conclusion there was nothing to do with Russia, but the former president will not say a bad word about Russia. He will not say a bad word about Putin, who is his personal friend. And then I need to straighten you out about the PP tape. The accusation is that he watched prostitutes pee on a bed that Barack Obama had slept in. It's never been anything about him being urinated upon himself. So you need to straighten out your story about that. Yeah, but they said they had video of it. There was a video. And there has never ever been a video ever produced. It sounds a lot more horrendous that they say have a video of prostitutes peed on him as opposed to peed on the bed. I don't we know. know from either either that. one of those two things to me sound preposterous. Uh, I don't care if he's sitting there watching it and they say they have video of it or if he's saying that it happened to him. Either one of those just seems preposterous. And the fact is there was never any video. So it all seems preposterous, and I think we all should have sat back there at the time that it came out. But, I mean, there were a lot of people that actually believed that, yeah, oh, there's a video of the PP tape. The venture capitalist, the, the one I was mentioning, was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Can't remember why. No, I, I, I can't <laughs> figure out why I didn't have that memorized. <laughs> why couldn't you come up with that off the top of your head? He's a venture capitalist from Ohio. <laughs> He's running. Asa Hutchinson, also former governor of Arkansas, is running. Nikki Haley is running. Uh, DeSantis has not yet announced, but... Uh, We're hearing this morning. He's yeah, going to announce we, we, next we, week. We've, we've heard the possibility that he will be announcing next week. Uh, Doug Burgum, who used to be, the, or is the governor of North Dakota, supposedly will be announcing. Chris Christie may announce, former governor of New Jersey, who has run before. Uh, former Congressman Will Hurd of Texas, Mike Pence, uh, still supposedly will, Rick Perry may. Uh, there, there's a lot of possibilities. U.S. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina has announced he's running. Uh, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, uh, Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire might, and, of course, former President Donald Trump has announced. He was, the, he was the first. 208-336-3700-POUND, 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We will take a break. Um, if you're on the phone line, stay right where you're at. Uh, we will try to get to you in our final segment uh, coming up here next. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Get 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Independent voter writes an email. It says, uh, it's funny, Republicans will whine about there being no evidence in the Durham report and that the FBI investigated too early without basis, yet they cry about Hunter Biden's laptop not being publicized fast enough while still only under Rudy Giuliani's control. You can't have it both ways. We're still waiting for Republican James Comer's missing whistleblower, if one actually did exist. Both red and blue parties have crooks. By the way, Trump was convicted of sexual abuse and defamation. Stop extremism. Mm. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't convicted. He was that, that was a civ- that was a civil liable. suit. He was found civilly liable and had to pay money to the person that he wronged, supposedly. He was not but, even charged. But by the no, way. he was not criminally charged and, and convicted at all. Steve in Boise, listening on 93.1 FM. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. You know, 
I, I doubted everything that the Democrats proposed and talked about. I watched how devastated they were, they were after 2016, and they did everything in their power to undo 2016 election when Trump got elected. And sure, it was close. But since that time, I have watched nothing but lies and lies and preposterous BS and and. Quite frankly, they've lost all credibility with me. I have absolutely no trust in any Democrat anymore. Absolutely. And and then how did you feel about after the 2020 election? Well, I thought it was rigged. I I still think it was rigged. I think Democrats do a great job of getting uh, ballots harvested. And I just, to me, that is wrong. I, I, I see too much evidence. I've been involved in politics for well over 40 years. And I, I understand demographics and numbers and, you know, getting votes out. Yeah, one thing. But, you know, when, when they come along and tell you one thing and then do something different, big government is not uh, anything to do with freedom. Not Steve, anything. Steve, can I, can I ask, how do you, you, you firmly believe, of course, that the election in 2020 was rigged. How do you personally, in your opinion, think it was rigged? Well, I think the media, uh, it, well, when they interviewed Trump, sir, uh, Leslie Stahl, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the Biden, uh, Hunter Biden uh, computer, all that stuff has been f- proven correct. So it wasn't, yet, it's, it's not so much that you think that um, the votes were not counted correctly, but you think that there was influence in other ways. That's how your, your, your definition of rigged is? Well, no. What I'm saying is I think the ballots were counted, but I don't think the votes were cast. I think that the Democrat Party has been corrupt. I mean, I go back, you know, 25, 35 years when they were doing motor voters and they were uh, harvesting ballots for people in, in uh, retirement homes. Uh, and they would do a proxy vote, and they would use these people's votes, and they just run them through the system. And and there's no accountability. Uh, we've had uh, time after time, and and I know Rich will say that there's no dead voters that vote. Well, yes, so there is. Are you just? I mean, is is your bottom line? Republicans are honest, and Democrats aren't. No. Uh, well, let's put it this way: Republicans are more honest than Democrats. Including Trump, there, there are there are crooks in both parties. I oh. did a good job. Did a good job as president. His policies worked. We got this country rolling again. We st- stopped the outsourcing Steve, of American production. We yeah. we are up on time. Apologize to those uh, phone calls we didn't get to this morning. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow morning, the uh, Star Country Cafe. We'll start it all up. Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. They open at 6. Hope to see you there. More giveaways tomorrow. We'll have another pair of Luke Combs tickets that you can win me listening in.